Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 172nd episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and our best mates over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8bit. And joining me today, my usual partners in crime, the shirtless wonder, Salim TD. You can find him at Salim TD. Miss Ali Hart, you can find her all over the world at Miss Ali Hart. How's it doing today? Doing okay, apart from internet issues. Thought I left that country. Yeah, 20, 2019 and we're dealing with lag. What is going Thought on? I left the shitty internet country to go to a better one. Went to the worst one. Your internet sucks today, Ali. It's a, it's a disgrace. It's a discredit to you, the American people, <laughs> and everyone you know and love. It's like, it's sporadic. I, I don't understand what's happening. I go through like waves of just like constant, like perfect fast speed. And then when it hits, when it's like really shitty, like it just... I, f- I don't know. I feel like I go Ali, back to the Stone Age. Ali, you know we love you, and that's why it pains me to say this, but not good enough. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brendan, how are you, mate? Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm, I'm doing welcome. good. I'm uh, <laughs> doing good, feeling better. Uh, I appreciate you guys tackling last episode with such bravado and such gusto it was a it was a good listen i uh, had a, bit of a chuckle when i was putting it together and uh sent it out into the ether on uh, i think it was wednesday we got that one out so apologies a little bit late but uh was a worth the wait that episode she was a beauty uh but now we're back you know the the holy trinity is back together uh, and i got a little question for you it's a bit of a random one but uh this comes by way of the email from chris here and he goes we know the hungry gamers love gaming and food so I wanted to ask you this: What is the best way to cook eggs? I enjoy I enjoy poached, but cannot make them no matter how hard or soft I try. Keep up the great work. So we're gonna we're talking cooking eggs, or, or maybe how you like your eggs. Um, and, and I guess I'll jump in. I'm I'm probably scrambled followed by fried, followed by poached, followed by boiled is how I'd probably rank That's my eggs. Fair. What about you, Dream? I know this is this is cutting edge discussion, Dreamo. You know how much I love talking about food. You know how much I, I enjoy this topic. Thanks, Chris. I uh, I'm 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 big scrambled, big scramble yeah, guy. Me too. Big me uh, too. big poached, big poached guy. Um, I'm actually really big on fried, really mm. big on fried. Um, also, uh, really big on every single other way to cook eggs. <laughs> All equal. You're just an egg man. All equal. I'm just an egg man. Also, don't mind them without the yolk, because the yolk is where the cholesterol is. But the white is where the protein is. The white's um, the best part of the egg, man. Yeah, pretty big on that. Like it with, um, uh, like it with jalapenos. Like it with some tomato. Like it with some salt. Like it with some pepper. <laughs> like my my eggs green. Like my eggs with ham. Like my eggs green and eggs and ham, or whatever the hell the thing is. All right, Sam, I am. The effort was there. The effort was there. <laughs> yeah, I should have had the Sam, I am thing ready to roll. Sorry, Chris. I'll do better next time. Ask again next week how I like my hair. <laughs> Ali. I hate the yolk. Um, so I can only... Yeah, I hate it. 
I, I really hate the taste of egg yolk. So I don't do... No, no matter how it's prepared, like if it's runny I can do scrambled. as opposed to hard I can do scrambled, but that's because like when I make scrambled, you're adding all this other stuff in there. So it just, it's mixed in there. But I hate like sunny side up. Um, I oh, hate no. poached. Like anything where the yolk can shine and like run all over everything else. I hate it. That's that is life. part of the fun. That's life that you're poo-pooing there, Ali. So you're saying you don't like life to shine? Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying, Sam. I hate life. The absence of yeah. life to shine? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. But in regards to how, fair like, enough. making them the best, like, I don't obviously know poached because I wouldn't be making that for myself. But um, if you watch, um, what's, he, what's that chef that everyone, Gordon Ramsay, he was on um, Hot Ones um, recently and he actually yep. did a demonstration on best um, the best way to cook scrambled eggs and I I replicated it and it's perfect. It is so good. Okay, need to hunt that down because I love good scrambled yeah. eggs. Yeah, it's it's like you know it. Does he go on? Does he not also give you the best burger recipe in that that hot ones? Does he? Thing? I think he does. He might be right. I think he does. Yeah. Just the scrambled eggs like stayed with me because I used to do it like in all different ways. Like I used to do the uh, ramekin dish in the microwave, and ugh, <laughs> that was never fun. But it's it's good for Yum-o. a quick, Yum-o. quick scrambled egg. You know, I'm I'm not fond of like you know like an egg salad, like a hard boiled egg that's cold. I'm not fond of that no, type of egg though, either. like where the yolk is like a little, looks like an old mousetrap ball <laughs> in a salad, and the the hard egg whites like I'm I'm off that egg train. But every other type, I'm all about like thinking back to being a kid and having like eggs and soldiers with a little dippy toast. Mm-hmm. I love dippy eggs, but yeah. Cold salad, hard-boiled eggs can get get fucked. Yuck. Cool. <laughs> In case you were wondering, Dream. <laughs> I wasn't, you're very I, sassy look, today. Can I just say, I wasn't wondering. I wasn't wondering. Very sassy. Chris was wondering, apparently. Yeah. All right. So let's let's transition into what we've been playing. I'm gonna jump in here and uh do a little bit of a shared one that that ali and i have both been dabbling i'm I'm assuming dream may or may not have jumped onto nato's minecraft server this week but uh i'm I'm enjoying minecraft it it still doesn't have the hook that um i i thought it may have like i enjoy the building side of it but i've got zero interest in anything outside of that like the raiding and the the boss fights and whatever else you can do like that's just yeah, I don't care, but I enjoy the freedom of building. Um, I was cruising around with Rach the other day, Dream, and I saw that upside down uh, crucifix that you built <laughs> out in someone's house. I saw that uh, in all its glory. Where was it? It, 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 it went right to the, it's out near the ocean, and it's right. It goes up to the heavens nearly. This thing is huge. Yeah, yeah. It's some of my fine handiwork that. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's cool and it's fun, and the freedom is great, but. <clears throat> Yeah, like I, I like it for that surface value. I've got no interest in getting into the lore and doing all the other stuff. Just just give me the freedom to build what I want and then I have go. multiple yeah. Minecraft wikis open on like my phone because I'm constantly like learning new and new stuff. Like I've been planting trees and waiting and waiting and waiting. I didn't know that ground up bone meal makes it go faster. So I've been playing the longest game of waiting for trees to grow literally watching grass grow and now i know that there's a faster way of obtaining oh wood. yeah the old bone meal yeah. 
Yeah, like, and it's it's tough, like, because Rachel and I play together a lot, and she is like a Minecraft savant. She, is she can just amazing. build. It's like I'm in one of those house reno shows, but I'm just the gimp in the corner <clears throat> that can paint the wall. That's all I'm yeah. doing, really. I'm just in there painting the wall. She builds the whole house, and I'm in there painting the wall and cutting the hedges. Like, that's all. She's I'm taking doing. out the, the wall in the kitchen to make an open space plan. <laughs> yeah, gonna take where down everyone that can wall. enjoy themselves. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like you, Brendan. I, I'm actually really more like you. I've played a lot of Minecraft, but I don't play it for the creative aspects of it. I play it like for the fun of fucking with friends. And nothing has made that more clearer than the ban I received after 30 minutes playing um, from NATO and NATO's beloved on, uh, on this server. And that's when I realized I'm probably out of this thing. It was, it's fun. It's really cool to see what you guys have done. Um, I, I traveled a bit more. I went into the nether. There's, there's like designated zones for you guys and stuff. It's real, like, it's real segregated. It's real segregated, um, which is really interesting, uh, how white people like to rule the world. Um, (laughs) (laughs) let's not bring up my wall. Um, uh, yeah, your wall, the rules, NATO's place left. This person's place, right? It's very interesting how uh, how you guys set it up. But um, uh, no, it's like the to me the joy of Minecraft isn't necessarily the farming aspect of it and the mining, well not the mining, but the crafting aspect of it. It's it's just that you can go into this place. It's a sandbox. You can do whatever you want. You can muck around with your friend. Um, that's 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 the fun of it. And then anything deeper than that, I check out of. Um, all the beautiful things you guys build are amazing. Uh, it's just not what I go there for. <laughs> just dicks. <laughs> dicks everywhere. <laughs> like I just draw a just draw a nice dick out of dirt cubes. <laughs> it has the same impact as whatever church with glass, beautiful church glass and you know high ceiling, all that stuff. My fucking eight cube dick is just as beautiful. Oh, take that, that sound bite and use it everywhere. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> my eight cube dick is just yeah. as beautiful my eight bit dick is just as beautiful yeah um, you know what else is beautiful though um yeah. the fact that you're getting in on the gwent action now and you're loving it i hear i am i am only for maybe a, a week more and then i think it'll run oh, okay its it's just yeah. a summer romance summer mm. fling yeah pretty much yeah a spring fling with um with a ccg called gwent um after talking about it last week i thought i'd, I'd threaten um uh, myself and, and play it um ccgs and me not very very good combination just because i'm very likely to spend some money on it i haven't spent any money on this today which is amazing probably not a problem at this stage um everyone i've played i've beaten i'm just so damn good i'm unbeatable i'm the gwent <laughs> champ uh, who knew that the little pup from Parramatta would be so damn good at gwent Offer for free deck. Really, like, it's astounding to me just how good I am at this game. Um, but if I'm being a bit more serious about it, thank you, Jono, for pointing me in the direction of this game, Jono Peck. Uh, it's a fantastic game. It's a really interesting CCG compared to the other games out there on the market. Um, it's so much more unique than Magic and Hearthstone. Not to say that those games aren't great. It's just that it's a very different style of CCG. The resource system is very different. Um, instead of having like a mana pool, the resource system is the number of cards you have and that's yeah. what you have to play and that's the game you're playing. You're choosing when to actually just concede a defeat 
and when to just go balls in to say, I'm going to go for everything this round and just play the best I can. Um, I haven't gotten to the absolute depths of deck strategy, but I'm certainly working my way towards it. It's really good. I think the UI is a little bit, uh, not the UI, but just the general gameplay on mobile is a bit sucky. It doesn't quite do what you need it to when you need to. And I've had a couple of instances where like I go to play a card, but my target is mischosen because of how the pointing of like the card in the in the mobile thing works. And that sucks because it basically loses you the game straight away whenever you misclick. But beyond that, I think it's pretty cool. I like the progression system in there. Uh, Brendan, you've played it. Yeah, I enjoy it. Like, I haven't played it since it's gone full release, to be honest. Like, obviously, played a heap through the, the mainline Witcher games and then played a lot through the, the Gwent beta that was uh, out for probably a year and a half or so before it became full release. But it's it's really enhanced. Like, the graphics alone on it are really, really high done. Um, there's a high level of detail on it, but it's, it's hella fun to play. And as you said, I like that it is so different the fact that the pool you're playing from is just the deck that you have available so uh, it's a different kind of strategy and depending on how you want to play like it's more skill as opposed to luck it feels like yeah yeah a little bit a little bit i I agree with i agree with that i think that um magic is still by far the first and the best of the online uh collectible card games hearthstone's the second this game is possibly a third. Shadowverse is a really good game too, though. I, I, I think Shadowverse might actually be third, but it's close. And then this game is third or fourth, depending on that. So it's it's good, though. It's a lot of fun. Um, I would still go to Magic straight off the bat if you're interested in card games, though. Okay. Yeah, that's the verdict. <laughs> mm. That's still, still a pretty good recommendation, though. Like you said, you, you're ranking it about third amongst the the CCGs. So I think that's I can't that's name a respectable. fifth. I can't name a fifth CCG. <laughs> if Elder there was Scrolls. a fifth, the fifth might be higher than this. You never know. Um, Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. Elder, I haven't played Legends. No, not Legends. What's it called? It is Legends. It is Legends. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played that, and I probably never will, because <laughs> it looks awful. Maybe I'll play that next week. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, I've also been listening to the Witcher audiobooks this week. Nice. And can I just say, I'm like so keen for the Witcher Netflix series that's coming out next month. Cannot wait. Yennefer, so get good. at me. Get at me. It Yennefer. looks so good. Yeah. And um, yeah, the books are great. I love that old uh, Sapkowski's still salty that he sort of sold a lot of his rights early and it's not getting all the money he wants. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm keen as a bean to see how this translates on the screen. And the more we see about it, the more at peace I am with how it's going to translate. It looks like there's a high level of care attached to it and nice and dark tonally. The acting looks great. The the monsters and the set pieces are going to be pretty good. And mm. Henry is, uh, as Geralt, I think it's a good choice. I know there was a lot of unrest about it to start with but he, he seems to really have taken that role on as his own so uh yeah next next december oh this december i should say it's uh gonna be on the netflix 10 episodes i think is it 10 or 8 i can't remember eight. i think it's yeah. eight yeah yeah but it's gonna be great man i cannot wait for that mm. cannot wait <laughs> miss hart what have you been playing i see a bit of a sayonara wild hearts very on brand yeah there. i like this was actually one that i kind of said i was going to jump on pretty much as soon as it was like released trailer wise on i think it was for the switch was when it got announced but um it also got dropped uh with apple arcade 
And since I got Apple Arcade, I decided that I would, you know, take advantage of essentially having it included in the price and um, installed it on my Apple TV um, using a SteelSeries um, controller. And holy crap, this game is intense. I don't even know how to describe it because it's like action, rhythm, and then like just fast place like driving as well because, you know, you're like flying driving a motorcycle, skateboarding, all these other weird things. And it is just such a fast paced game. I thought I'd be able to handle it because everyone was promoting it as a rhythm game. So I'm like, I'll ace it. Fuck no. I am like, I'm lucky if I make bronze level, like passing stages right now. It is, it is so fast. It is so fast paced. It. It looks good though, like as you said, the the style of it, it it's so unique. All those like pops of neon mm. and almost like a Tron feel to yeah. it, like as well, like obviously without the the full cyborg in game stuff, but just the color and the the race style. I, I had a vibe of that when I've looked at a lot of detail and, and playthroughs. Yeah, of it. like the the whole like futuristic electric neon color scale, and then like just the like I'd say like semi simplistic like models. Um, just like graphically it's it's a stunning looking game um the story is very simple where you're playing as a person that got their heart broken recently but um your character actually got has a uh connection with the universe and there's all this like these bad entities that are uh, you know kind of taking over and essentially you're going to be the heartbroken who's going to fix the universe kind of thing so that's essentially who you're fighting there's a lot of like I don't know if it's exactly tarot card reading because I don't know much about it, but um, it looks like they um, base a lot of enemies on tarot cards. So I guess that's where like they kind of get that universal, like, I guess, I don't know if it's astronomy. Hmm. But um, what, did, what did you think of the soundtrack? Um, it's, it's pretty good. Like the soundtrack is... At this stage, I don't know how far I'm into it. I've done a bunch of stages so far, but there's still little um, markers down the bottom saying I have tons more to go. But um, so far, it's sounding much of the same. Not so bad where you're like, this sounds like the exact same song. Just more of a case of like the same kind of rhythm, the same kind of like tone, which is fine. Like I like that kind of music. I'm not sure if everyone's going to be down for it, but um you know, it's kind of like electronic pop. I did a dubstep level and that was interesting. <laughs> but um, overall, I am really enjoying it. What I hate is the game is so difficult that I'm not even going back and trying to beat my score. I'm like already defeated. I'm just like, fuck it, next level. <laughs> just beat you <laughs> yeah, down. Just fuck it. That's a pass, next, that'll next, do. Yeah, that'll I do. pass the stage, next one. That sounds like a win for me. So, um yeah but it's like i said it's a really really fast-paced game it's not easy i thought it was going to be too easy and i had that spit back in my face so um i I definitely recommend if you're a person that has apple arcade to give it a go i have no idea how this would play on your phone i'm sure it would give you a headache but it's also available on nintendo switch and i think playstation as well so um i know a lot of people have had great success playing it on their nintendo switch so maybe you would consider playing it on that but it's a beautiful looking game the music's very whimsical um i think just overall you know it's just a very sweet game yeah, I want to pick it up on the Switch, I think. Obviously, I'm on Android, so I can't get on the Apple Arcade. Mm. But 
I'll find some time eventually to, to put a few hours into it, but it's it's very far on the back burner. But that's that's nothing negative towards the game because the the aesthetic looks fantastic. As you said, the animations look buttery smooth, mm-hmm. and the soundtrack looks cool. And some of the enemies you come up against, and yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see if this is gonna gonna scratch scratch my sort of rhythm itch that I, I get very few and far between. But I think there's just something about it that just oozes coolness yeah. that I rhythm, want to give a go rhythm to. is only a small element to it like like I don't know if you ever played like F0X or like those kind of like mm-hmm. yeah space races like those games were kind of fast to me in contrast to this like F0X this is, is like level. yeah it's like baby stage like this is crazy fast so rhythm is like only a small element in this like there's all these other things like hand-eye coordination fast like movements and everything like that so it's, it's challenging. That's good because I don't have much rhythm. So that works for me if it's only a small <laughs> part. So I'm happy with minimal that. Minimal rhythm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That should be on my uh, my tombstone. <laughs> Here lies Brendan White. Has you minimal, minimal rhythm. rhythm. <laughs> and what have you been doing? Oh, my goodness. So I've, um, I've, I've sort of been having two very different experiences. One of the highest of highs and one of the, not really lowest of lows, but very mediocre like flatline as far as just on the level and i won't dive too deep on the first one but finished the outer worlds during during the week finally i know you've played a little Mm. bit of that as well miss hard i don't know if you've gone back to it since we spoke about it a few weeks ago i only briefly went back to it i haven't really but my god it's good i'm hearing great things it's so good like it has scratched my rpg itch so well like it's one of them like scratches, you know when you're scratching a pet and you hit that sweet spot and the legs kick in there in this pure amount of bliss? <laughs> That's what this game has done for me. Like, I'm loving this. Like, Obsidian have done fantastic. Anyone that's played, you know, most recently New Vegas and they've loved that. It's just more of the same, but in space. You know, the the, the character arc is great. The, the branching sort of uh, dialogue options is fantastic. Like, it really gives you a full sense of control over every one of your actions like it's not just here's a negative um, comment you could say back here's a positive there's like a lot of more human sort of gray responses and if you want to be a bit snarky or sarcastic or short or aggressive like i really like the sense of freedom you have in this game the the weapon variety is great the customization is great the the, the characters you you recruit into your party is fantastic i really like the story the world is gorgeous like the vistas when you land on some of these various planets and you're Mm. looking out into the skyline and you see multiple moons and suns out in the distance or you know through the universe it is gorgeous um i've been loving it like this is this is sort of one of the most rewarding experiences i've had playing a game all year i think like i'm really digging it it's it's been a while since i've played a good rock solid rpg and that's what the outer worlds Mm. is um so yeah, I can't speak highly enough about this game. It's one of the best games of the year for me. Wow. Nice one. Like mm. it had a good... Yeah, and it's nice coming one. to Switch next oh, year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should have gotten away for that. <laughs> oh, well. But yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's so well done. Uh, but then on the other end of the spectrum, I've been playing through uh, Death Stranding Here we go. this week. I'm, I'm yet to finish it. I'm about probably 20, 25 hours in, I reckon, give or take. But it's just like contrasting to the outer worlds, this has just been a slog. Like it is not easy. Nothing about this game feels easy. Like anyone that's played recent iterations of Metal Gear Solid know 
that there is a bucket load of cutscenes, especially if you think of like Metal Gear Solid 4, where like probably half of the game is cutscenes. That is what Death Stranding is. Like in the first hour, I think I played maybe five, ten minutes of actually gameplay, and the rest is just cutscenes. So you are just playing a Kojima film for the most part as a way to put this. Like, and when you are playing, it's not very enjoyable. Like you are just a fucking courier transporting stuff between various parts of america trying to bring america back together but the controls are janky the over emphasizing of realism when you're carrying these boxes and traversing steep areas and you're dropping stuff from your payload or you're falling over like old old sam old norman Reedus in this like you'll hit the smallest little rock and you'll either fucking fall over or you get stuck (laughs) and it just really takes away from the game like Later in the game, you can get sort of abilities to make you traverse the landscape better. But for the first few hours of this game, man, it's like you're beating your head against a wall, it feels like. like it's, It seems severely underdone. And I don't know, maybe maybe old Kojima is just a little bit high on his own supply with this game. Like, it's, it's yeah, less than I expected it to be, that's for sure. Like, I didn't think it was yeah. going to be the best game in the world, but it's certainly less than what I anticipated to be so far. Yeah, wow. I didn't realize you worked for IGN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, um, uh, that's no, my... I, uh, look, we, we were talking A-list. last week, obviously, about the mixed reviews this game was getting. Mm. And it was very clear that this game is just... It's not, it's, it's not a mainstream title, no. I think, is what I took away from, from looking at all the reviews last week. But it's still, I think, got a place. Um, it's, it's tough. I haven't played it yet, but I certainly intend to. And just just out of sheer interest and curiosity, I just want to see, like, after all the hype and all the, uh, for lack of a better term, all the sort of chest puffing that Kojima's done about this game, about it being like its own genre of game, yeah, <laughs> you can't avoid this game. I think you have to at least give it a look and, and see what it is and see whether or not it deserves a sequel. And a third one, as Kojima stated, um, would be necessary so it's uh, like i'm not surprised by your comments i am interested to play for myself and develop my own opinion about it mm. but I, i'm pretty sure it'll be pretty close to what you're saying yeah like um i had had a giggle because i think when this game was first announced and we did a, a an episode about it i think we called that episode like delivery man simulator and that's exactly mm. what this oh. is like you are just going from point a to point b delivering supplies obviously there's a a deeper story at play here regarding friggin' spiritual monsters and, and trying to unite America and, and work for the presidents and all this type of stuff. But just like, yeah, I don't know. It just seems a little lost for me at times. Uh, I, I like, as, as you said, dream, this whole new genre he's trying to start and the passive multiplayer element in it is, is kind of cool where uh, you can see other online players, how they're, how they've gone through certain areas and they can leave items for you like the ladders and the ropes and stuff to to get up and down and around which is cool but it also then could lead lead people to troll a little bit more i haven't really come across any any sort of troll situations yet but i guess because dream you're not playing yet so that's why it's all pretty pretty sort of straight and narrow and people there to help you also a day old at the time of recording it's one day old (laughs) so yeah give them so trolls what are you doing mate? And, and come back what have you us? been doing the last 24 hours but um there, there's some things to like like 
it's gorgeous like the decimer engine they're using is is phenomenal like the character models look great the cutscenes look great the worlds look really nice so that's a really good plus there is a lot of that quirky kojima sprinkled through here like even when you first start and you put your birth date in and depending on the birth date you're putting in it can make the game a little bit more difficult for you but what? like I naturally fell under one of the constellations like they, they reference five constellations and and i'm a, a cancer kid so i, I have higher levels of um abilities as a, as a doom agent in this regard uh same as if you're a pisces cestus delphinus and gigas i don't know which those other ones translate to but if you aren't one of those it'll sort of say hey do you want to reevaluate because you're going to have a harder time in the game like just weird quirky shit like that but Wild. then little things like the product placement like monster energy is fucking through this game like there's no tomorrow norman no. reedus's own motorbike company like gets advertised in this game so it's just stuff like that just this real heavy-handed cross real world marketing that is just mm. it's gross Fuck Fuck it that. is gross and um it's so unnecessary obviously this game costed a lot of money to put together but things like that it just really rubs you the wrong way yeah like um it feels like kojima just mailed it in for a paycheck with some of those things because it doesn't add anything to the game like you don't you don't sort of go on a massive big story arc where you become the the owner of monster it's just there like it is literally just there yeah so and you use that to to fix your stamina so it's not not water it's monster energy drink that that keeps you going in this game which is which is pretty fucking shit ass green oh yeah actually is that actually the case yeah man yep you you need to get a monster energy to refresh some kind of stamina bar yeah yeah monster is uh monster is sort of one of your your, you know part of your health system so (laughs) is it is it is it a core part of your health system though can you get by without it no oh it's it's what you You can't get by without it no you you replenish your stamina meter with monster if you're like on the toe when you're moving and monster is the way to go as far as keeping you keeping you spry Jesus. <laughs> yeah yep yeah. so Sweet and then when you get vehicles Jesus. yeah getting vehicles later in the game and then you, you get ads for for Redis's <clears throat> sort of ride show on amc just just the force product placement <laughs> is is pretty gross to be honest but yeah it's, it's it's getting better like with those abilities it's becoming a little bit more palatable but the first like third of this game has just been a fucking mission like it's how, just not um, enjoyable how far into it are you about 20 probably 20 25 hours it's it's wow. about i've heard it's i've heard it's about 35 anywhere from 30 to 40 hours i guess depending on what you're doing and how good you might be so, to finish so you this got game that, in full. So you got that sweet sweet review copy hey yeah 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 interesting interesting okay yeah yeah so we'll talk later we can we can we always talk but we can talk more <laughs> but yeah it's it's just it feels like he wanted to make a, a, a film and and now they're since coming out saying kojima productions want to get into film and it feels like this is just the step into that direction where they're like hey let's make a big let's make a video game but it's so heavily emphasizing film and cutscenes and shit we actually throw some gameplay in here <laughs> to make it a video game so it feels like it's a bit of an afterthought at mm-hmm. times and um yeah it's just Press f to pay respect very disappointing um yeah like like going from metal gear solid 5 to this <laughs> it's man it's like man maybe maybe konami had more to say about metal gear than um than we all thought like maybe they had more control but anyway 
Death Stranding. Hmm. Uh, I've, I've been watching like YouTube videos about the whole Kojima Konami thing and PT and everything that goes with it. It's actually pretty interesting. I recommend people to look it up on YouTube. Um, I think the biggest problem with Death Stranding is, is that this game has been in the works. It's been surrounded by controversy. And I think like this kind of game is the first that we've kind of experienced in the gaming community that's had this hype, that's had this such an exaggerated process to get to where it is that I don't think it was meant to be a game for everyone but unfortunately due to how much it was in everyone's faces it just everyone thought it was going to be a game for everyone to play like it's not it's not going to be for everyone like I've got a I'm not even going to play it I don't think because just from the sounds of it, it just does not sound like my kind of game I don't have the patience yeah, like it's, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Like, it's not Super Mario Brothers here. Like, it's not something that everyone can pick up and enjoy. It is, it is a very unique, eccentric piece of art. Mm, exactly. You know? But then at the same time, to see that art, you've got to walk kilometers to go from piece to piece. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, just very heavy handed, this game, as far as some of their decisions. But yeah, it's, it's pretty to look at. And it's got that Kojima quirkiness and that uniqueness to it. It's it's unlike anything that's out there, but that's probably not an overall good thing. Yeah, mm. It's a, a test crowd, seeing how people reacted to yeah. it and then move on after that. But like, you know, he, like you've kind of already established, he's always wanted to do movies. He's always had that kind of like movie viewpoint when he's made his games, so... I think that's all he really cares about is getting that cinematic story across. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, it, it hits on a couple of cool things, as I mentioned, and a few other parts, like the, the rain effects and stuff, I think are pretty cool that ages and, de- um, you know, sort of decomposes certain things in the environment. Stuff like that's cool and the, how the weather plays a effect on the game. But just overall, it's just very lacking. Mm. Very hollow. Very hollow. But, yeah, Dream, I'm keen for you to, to get your hands on it and... and play through and see what you feel because yeah it's i don't know i um, i hope for more got less but at the same time i'm not surprised i'm not gonna lie <clears throat> especially after your um your comments it's probably going to be a distant second to pokemon sword and shield which is coming out next week and i cannot wait oh my yeah my voice has Ooh, also yeah. escaped me all of a sudden <laughs> but i i cannot wait to uh to yeah. grab that one and i think are that's you going gonna... sword or are you going shield <clears throat> me yeah i haven't decided really i don't know what's better like my my heart is to go for the sword but maybe shield i don't know i'd go sword. i don't know it's it's you're going sword what are you doing brendan you're going sword as well you're well, a sword I, bitch. I might go on opposite because that way at least it gives us options to trade some of the well, there's three of us. That don't exist across there's so. three of us so um <laughs> so why don't you both get sword I'll get the shield. I'll take on all of you bastards. But what we should do is we should absolutely create some kind of um, rule. We should raise Pokemon to like level 20 and battle and then 40 and battle and then like 50 plus and whoever wins wins. Okay. I like I, this. I, I like I this see, idea. I, I want to find out who's the best. And NATO's not okay. invited because he's not the best Pokemon <laughs> you know trainer in the world. Everyone the knows. All I care about is putting hats on my Pokemon. Yeah, and your, and your Pokemon, and your Pokemon will look great as, <laughs> as mine. As they get their ass kicked. 
<laughs> yeah, I like this idea. I'm I'm excited for Pokemon this week. Like, yeah, same. I know there's been a little bit of anger thrown around because they've removed certain Pokemon mm. from Sword or Shield and what have you. But like, man, just get excited for the game. Like, you see people getting pissy about certain Pokemon that no one ever uses anyway. But because they're not in there, they're like, "How dare you! How dare you, Nintendo!" Like, yeah, I'm seeing like, a lot on. of it online. Come on, there's so many. There's hundreds, there's like 700, right? It's like above 700 now. But I wanted 702, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's just but ridiculous. As we established last week, just quickly and quietly, there's only 151 real Pokemon and then the rest are all fakes. I'm with you. I'm a, I'm a Gen 1 kid through and far between. So uh, yeah, I'm excited for that this week. Very excited. Mm-hmm. But for everyone else, if you want to get excited, uh, you can support us over at 8bitnation.net. So I've set up a new URL there, which we're going to use as the hub for any type of support you want to throw behind us. There's going to have direct links to our merch store, as well as our Patreon, as well as giveaways. And um, the giveaway we're running this month actually ties in nicely to what I was just talking about. Uh, our November swag bag is full of an Audio-Technica ATH G1 gaming headset, 8-bit merch pack, and a copy for De- of Death Stranding. Ooh. So uh, I know I didn't really give it the most glowing of you, but uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that still want to play it. So uh, head on over to 8bitnation.net to get your entries in. Uh, winner will be drawn on December 1 to win all that. And the winner has to be from the United States, America, or United States, sorry, the UK, Canada, and Australia or New Zealand. Or so America. anyone outside... <laughs> was that? Or America. Or America. What about the USA? Or the US of A. <laughs> or north america and when you're done there head on over to audiotechnica.com.au or audiotechnica.com for those people from america and get yourself the best audio-based equipment we're talking gaming headsets microphones in-ear over-ear turntables and some pretty sweet swag as well so audiotechnica.com and last but surely not least we are 8bit.storeenvy.com for the best in video game merchandise in the world we're 8bit.storeenvy.com. Let's get into some news. This week's news headlines. The first bit of news. China imposes online gaming curfews for kids to prevent addiction. This comes via way of Emma Kent at Eurogamer. The South China Morning Post reports that new anti-addiction measures have been outlined by the State Administration of Press and Publications, which is China's gaming regulator, including limits on spending and playtime in online games. Those under the age of 18 will now be limited to one and a half hours of play per day, except on holidays when they can play for three hours per day, which must take place between the hours of 8 a.m. and 10 p.m. Spending is being limited too, with kids no longer allowed to spend more than RMB 400, which translates roughly to about $80 Australian on in-game purchases per month, and players under eight restricted from purchasing anything at all. And of course, those too young to play the game under the age rating system will be blocked from access. As China currently has no formal age rating system, it's still unclear whether the system used will be the same as the one adopted by Tencent, which is grouped into ages 6+, plus, 12+, plus, 16+, plus, or 18+. Plus. But a brief by analyst firm Nico Partners adds that this is one of the most robust age rating systems in China to date. How is this being enforced, you ask? Real name registration systems have been used in PC games since 2007, but last year Tencent introduced an upgraded version backed up by a police database to verify age. 
and it's in this form of system that will be expanded across all games. This database will also be updated to prevent children creating fake IDs to get around the restrictions. Holy shit. So damn, <laughs> China ain't mucking around. This is, I, I, like, I like parts of this. I think it's great, but... It's still pretty serious. What do, what do you guys think? I'm waiting for when they start, like, they'll have the little attachment to your, like, PC tower. And it's actually, what you do is you, like, pinprick your thumb and put blood on it. Like, just... <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> like a Gattaca. <laughs> Prove who you are. Great film, by it's the way. underrated film, but yeah. Um, this is crazy. It's good in a way, but also crazy in another way. So... Yeah, like, China are very strict here on this, but, but I, I get it. What about you, Dream? What's your, what's your stance on uh, China imposing these gaming curfews? Um, so they're not the first. So South Korea obviously has uh, laws already that stop people under the age of 16 playing between 10, a, uh, 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And the way they monitor that is through the national identity card. They make sure that people under that age are registering um, using their national ID, whatever it's called. Um, it's... It's a common sense approach, I think, to stopping people playing too many video games uh, at an age where they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. I actually really mm-hmm. think it's a fantastic idea, particularly the part of microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think yeah, it's think crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's crazy at all. Um, they're, they're certainly not the first. I think there's a there's an interesting sort of knee jerk reaction that you're seeing in the media at the moment about it being done and also done in China um, because China, of course, have yeah. very um, uh, like infamously um, monitored their their own people and have some very serious um, problems with human rights issues in their country. But uh, this isn't one of them. This is, I think, a really good thing. And um, yeah, all the memes about like fucking uh, being boomers. Okay, boomers. Thanks, Karen. All that stuff. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. But at the same time, um, this is this is nothing but well-intended and a good idea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i i wouldn't have any issues if if things like this was adopted in in a in a wider sort of net across the across the globe because yeah we, we need to regulate and and make sure you know kids can be kids and not be glued to screens for for 10 hours a day and and spending mum or dad's money on a credit card that they've grabbed out of the pocket like what what business does an under 16 or an under 18 year old not under 18 necessarily but under 16 like what business do they have actually being online past 10 exactly realistically like we all did it but (laughs) i'm gonna say you know (laughs) i'm keeping my mouth shut honestly like like are we better for that like i don't i don't agree and also i'm just stoked that i can now get to challenge a rank in lol um, if I just play between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. Chinese standard time, I'm stoked. I'm fucking stoked. Yeah. All the, uh, all the lol savants are in bed by then and they've just got to yeah. sit and bide their time to 8.01 a.m. So you're just like, yes, I'm yeah. the king. The, I'm the king of the night hours. The crazy so, thing is, though, is like we, like in like the Western culture, I guess, have seen like countless news stories about like these parents saying my kid's addicted to Fortnite, my kid's addicted to this what's the government gonna do i would wonder how they would react if they were like well we need your kid's identity we need your pc's like identity like and we'll take care of it we'll make sure your kid's gonna stop playing these games uh then there'd be an uproar against that Mm. like it goes from tracy grimshaw reporting about just things you mentioned to the government's the devil you know they're trying to steal our identities and and sell our data to offshore and everything like that like no one's ever going to be happy but 
yeah, it's it's a hard line to to sort of draw here, but I think I think as we've all said and agreed upon here, it's 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 smart. Like Dream, I think you sort of wrapped it up pretty nicely there about yeah, kids under the age of 18, 16, 12, whatever it is, they they shouldn't be up past 10 p.m. gaming. So yeah, it's just little things like that. I think I think China's actually doing something positive in this in this circumstance. <laughs> Go China. In, in this one circumstance. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this very yeah. niche circumstance. Yeah. yeah. The human right the, the, the human rights abuse against the Uyghur people. Let's figure out that one later. Tiananmen Square we'll get to another day, but the video games nice one China. That's it. Yeah. That's it. They're just they're just giving as you as you said before, they're just giving other people a chance to dominate lol and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so the next bit of news microsoft and telstra announce xbox all access this comes by way of joel van dahl at in games starting at 27 dollars aud per month or 38 dollars for the xbox one x version with no upfront costs xbox all access will include an xbox console and xbox game pass ultimate which includes all the benefits of xbox live gold plus access to over 100 high quality console and pc game titles Telstra Group executive consumer and small business manager Michael Ackland commented, we have proven success in bringing network-enabled entertainment experiences to our customers and we want the gaming experience on Telstra's network to be the best. We have lowered the barrier to entry to great gaming experiences with Xbox All Access and as online mobile gaming matures, we expect to see an explosion of even more content from developers. Adding... Xbox also uh, Xbox All Access with Telstra will do for gaming what Netflix and Spotify did for the content streaming market. When we first introduced Telstra TV, more than half of our customers had never streamed TV shows or movies before. Today, we have around 1.5 million Telstra TVs in Aussie homes. The Telco's move into games kicks off a longer-term strategy that will ultimately bring gaming to the mass marketing to the mass market through exclusive partnerships backed by the country's largest network. Telstra hope that as 5G matures, it will open new ways for gamers to play online and multiplayer games on the go on their device. <laughs> so Telstra, I've seen these ads over the last couple of weeks where uh, a brother and sister are fighting and there's a lot of unrest at home. And then, uh, you know what? Dad goes out, gets uh, the Xbox One on the Telstra, yeah. the Telstra... Um, all Xbox All Access plan, and then they're happy somehow playing multiplayer Minecraft on a single screen. Just a normal <laughs> night in any Australian household, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I like this. I like what they're doing. Um, Telstra, you can sort of take them or leave them, to be honest. Like, you know, everyone, I think, has had some issues with Telstra over the years, whether it be mobile or internet based. Uh, based sort of uh, problems with, with bandwidth or speed or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's cool. I, I like that it is a, a cheaper way to get families in gaming to be able to bundle it into sort of almost a technology pack where you've got your internet, your phone, and your Xbox all in one sort of monthly plan. I like that that's accessible in that regard. But when he's talking about Telstra will do for gaming what Netflix and Spotify did for the content streaming market, I think he's sort of overreaching there by quite a way. But... <laughs> I think it's cool. I think it'll generate some sales, but this isn't going to be a, a massive shift in the market and, and make Telstra become a player in this space, no. in my opinion. No. <laughs> I hate Telstra. I had Telstra most of the time in Australia, <laughs> so we all know how well that went. Spoilers, it didn't get better. Um, but the fact that they've attached themselves to Xbox, like why not PlayStation? I'm guessing it was just a strategic partnership. Microsoft probably uh, paid more money or Telstra 
offered whatever some you know whatever agreement they had in the background and uh microsoft won that battle (laughs) probably i just i think it's funny that of all consoles that they attached themselves to was the xbox but um i don't know like i don't know if i see it actually being very successful i think it would be a very small niche of families that would take advantage of it like i guess the ones that don't know like maybe younger kids I don't know if people with older kids would necessarily take advantage of it because, and then who, did you ever have like a family console? Did everyone have their own console? Um, I, I was only the, the, the main gamer in the house. So it was always just my console. I know you could set it as a family console, but it was mostly, it was mine and my sister or my mum played played it with me sometimes but it was, yeah, it was my console. I guess if you have one kid, you'll be fine. But the second that you have a multiple of them and then you know like couch co-op games are very far and few between so whoa 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 yeah. ali yeah. ali have you not seen the ad this is exactly the problem they're trying to solve you're fighting with your sibling and there's only one tv in the house and the dad goes out and he comes back and he's got the whole thing sorted out he's got a console and a tv ready to go or whatever the hell the ad is um you know what happens it's, yeah it's dumb isn't it it's this isn't i don't think this is very smart i think like if you want to like analyze it from the business sense i think probably microsoft approached telstra that's probably not telstra approaching microsoft or sony on this one yeah it makes um because telstra is telstra is the the network across australia um well you know you know in that regard with like x cloud coming soon being partnered with the premier 5g network makes x cloud a lot more viable here in australia Mm -hmm does this this is interesting like if they can get streaming to to a t on on mobile then fantastic like that actually is a real big game changer for a lot of people like for everyone um i talked last week about how i'm playing final fantasy 7 on my mobile and finished it went through to completion and it was a great experience and it was really good in particular because i was doing it almost in my spare time um something like this would be a huge game changer i think for a lot of people if they are able to successfully stream you know complex games not not simple ones um but complicated games to mobile like even minecraft i said it's not very a very good experience on mobile Hmm. um but if they can get it right then fantastic um i also though ali like you i also could care less about telstra um 1.5 million tvs in a house doesn't really impressed me very much it's more of a failed campaign to me that they can only get their reach to 1.5 million on a product in australia um yeah i this is and also we're on the verge of the next generation of consoles that's the other thing that i think gets missed here they're they're putting a console in every house but also every place is flogging those consoles for dirt cheap right now knowing that inside of 12 months, there's going to be something new and hot, ready to go. <laughs> also, you have to pay more for the Xbox mm. One X. So they're offering the base model Xbox One, and then yeah. you got to pay a little bit more if you want the 27 months for the Xbox One, and 38 for the One X. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So realistically, that translates. You're paying $17 or $28 for the console, and then you've got your... $10 game pass and everything tied in there as well per month. So mm. yeah, like, yeah, the uptake on Telstra TV wasn't huge. 1.5 million, as you said, dream, but yeah, 
I, I think they're they're sort of using this as a test bed for, for when xCloud eventually makes its way over here to the Aussie shores and then they've got a little bit of mind share already in, in the in the family home. So we'll see. I think this is more of a, a, a long play as opposed to trying to get overnight success because yeah, it's it's hardware that's been out for several years now and yeah, I don't know. But I, I like it for I guess families that, that can't outlay several hundred dollars in one hit. Instead, you pay it out over a few years and you can get access to, to local co-op superstar Minecraft in the lounge room. Or you could uh, just yeah. buy secondhand console. That too. <laughs> but you wouldn't get the joy that you see from Telstra. You see how happy that family is in that ad? I haven't seen the ad, luckily. <laughs> it's a pretty bad ad. But anyway, last bit of news for this week. Uh, World of Warcraft will reduce everyone's level to avoid a grind. This comes by way of Nathan Grayson at Kotaku. After 15 years and seven long expansions, World of Warcraft has become the content equivalent of a foot long, a foot tall, not long. Was that dream? I was just going to say, say it again. World of, world of what? World of Warcraft. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Got it right on the third attempt. Nice one. <laughs> Shirtless asshole. So, it's, only, it's only one of the world's most famous games, but anyway. Mate, I just get too lost in those bloody chest hairs. That's the problem. You get distracted. The sun's glistening off them over there. <laughs> After 15 years and seven long expansions, World of Warcraft has become the content equivalent of a foot-tall, not foot-long sandwich constructed by an overly ambitious stoner. At this point, it's, teether, uh, it's teetering under the weight of pieces that, in hindsight, don't really fit. That's why the World of Warcraft team has decided to cut the leveling experience down to size. The game's eighth expansion, Shadowlands, will introduce what developer Blizzard is calling a level squish, the current maximum level of 120 will be reduced to 50. And at the same time, the game will receive the new starting experience that lets players hit the ground running in an all new area and learn the basics alongside other neophytes. Then once, no, then once they hit level 10, they'll be set loose in WoW's current most recent expansion, Battle for Azeroth, to level up to 50 and learn the story so far. Immediately after hitting 50, they'll dive straight into Shadowlands. Here's a quote from Blizzard themselves. Through countless playtests and also hearing from our friends, it can be a little daunting for someone to come into WoW for the first time, executive producer John Height told Kotaku at BlizzCon. Asking players to, tra uh, to traverse through all the other expansions and especially trying to have an even level experience is a tall order. So if you've never played WoW, or maybe it's been many, many years since you played WoW, you start a level one character, we're going to put you in a carefully crafted experience, not just by yourself, but with fellow noobs you'll naturally hopefully form a lot of good friendships and connections in that. You won't be subject to high-level players ganking you when you should be learning the basics. This new approach, Height and the company hope, will not only be simpler, but also more satisfying. 120 is a lot of levels, and currently cool abilities and other unlocks are spread pretty thinly between them. The new 1-50 to progression, on the other hand, should give players something to look forward to every time they level up. Dreamo, as the resident WoW expert... What's your thoughts on this scale back from 120 back down to 50? Um, it's it's really interesting, but it's really cool. Uh, Battle for Azeroth by far is the best leveling experience I've had playing WoW. Um, it's it was it was two days to get from 110 to 120, and it was it was really fun. It was so enjoyable the whole way through, and it was the first time I since I've played the game and and I've had like a loose relationship with it. I drop in and out, but I was heavy on Battle for Azeroth when it launched. Um, it's the first time I've, I've sort of leveled to the max 
where um, the story is so interwoven with what you're doing. There's tons of cinematics. There's consistency between the regions. Everything's really interwoven and it was done so well. The level is a huge issue in WoW. So you you get the the benefit of getting to max level and there are like grinding gear that you can get to increase your experience to help you with other classes if you want to level them up. Um, but you do find that you get one class to like max level and then you just don't want to do it for other classes. So it really locks you out of being able to play different kinds of characters, different classes. Um, this, this should help that a lot. And especially if, um, I know they're saying Battle for Azeroth will go from 10 to 50. If it's the same quests and the same time to get from 10 to 50 as it is from 110 to 120 currently, brilliant, fantastic. Um, because that just means that they just cut the crap out of the leveling system that no one wants to do anymore. And it just means that it opens the game up to so many more people. All this stuff, all this talk about new players and bringing new people in. <clears throat> excuse me. I, I, I think that's kind of hilarious. 15 years in that they think new people want to play WoW all of a sudden. <laughs> that, What's that's, the update going to be, right? Me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's a different game, no doubt. Like Battle for Azeroth is a very different game to Classic, which is why there's a Classic. But I just don't see the need... Um, to cater to new entrants into the game. I just don't think people, I don't know. I, like you don't go out to packs and hear people talking about the new WoW expansion that they want to get in. You know, it's not even a, it's not even there at all. It doesn't move the meter one bit. So yeah, it's, it's nice, a mature product now. Yeah, just cater to who you have. Keep them as long as you can. Shut it down in 15 years and release WoW 2. Like that, that should be the, the strategy going forward for, Blizzard, for, for Activision Blizzard. <laughs> the the money overlords yeah 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 the barons what what about you miss hart you, you think this is a this is a good move i mean like i've never played wow and if there was ever a time for me to jump in it's nice to know that there's going to be a specifically special catered experience like um destiny did very much the same with like new light and then also with a lot of like dlcs that kind of came with they gave a lot of boosters for people that maybe hadn't been playing destiny and wanted to get back into it. So, I mean, you know, taking consideration for level bumps for all people that, you know, want to play the game, it's just a smart action by the company. 100%. Like, it just removes that barrier to entry, doesn't it? Like, and even just looking at those numbers, obviously getting to 50 could take the same amount of time as getting to 120 as it currently stands. But just from a numbers thing, like the way the mind works, you go, oh, yeah, 50 is... 50 is achievable. When you see oh. 120, you go, holy shit. Yeah. You know? It won't like, be. That's, that's a lot of numbers. I'll guarantee you right now, it won't be. So, um, in It'll the be a cleaner, more streamlined WoW, experience, you reckon? Well, in the original version of WoW, um, it's level 60 is the level cap. And that's yep. where Classic is now. And it is notoriously difficult to get to level 60. It is notoriously difficult. It's where all of the bad... Um, uh, misconceptions about world of warcraft come from is from the original version of the game where grinding is such a core part of the game and the progression system is so slow that it feels like you're not moving at all and they've worked out over time which is precisely why every expansion it's actually not that long to grind from previous level cap to current level cap They've worked out that that sucks. Just get them there at endgame and let them enjoy endgame content. They will not make 1 to 50 as long as 1 to 120. Guarantee it. Mm. 
which is good to see I, th- I think it's great like i remember way back when like i wasn't involved in cla- like og vanilla wow like i came in in the wrath of the lich king uh expansion and i remember the grind to get to 80 was was very real uh, i didn't didn't experience the initial 1 to 60 grind but even even to get to 80 way back when that that was a lot of a lot of man hours that went into that to to get there to find that raid content and there is a few mm. times when you're like man this is pretty disheartening like it can be soul crushing trying to get there or see those tiny little xp jumps when you're doing a bucket load of quests and things like it's yeah like it's part of the experience but it shouldn't be the core experience mm. i think mm. Hmm. yeah but, uh, hmm. it's, it's nice to see blizzard doing something good in that regard but anyway yeah um yes yeah, so that's been the news this week is there anything else you guys want to add before we close this down for uh another episode no it's actually pretty good yeah nothing on my part <laughs> no i want to say um make sure you go out and watch terminator dark fate because uh it is fantastic is it really uh, though the, the true the true sequel to terminator 2 perfect continuation of the story perfect closure on the story as well i would say especially now seeing that it is kind of bombing at the box office but um great acting great pacing great action good to see Does james it- cameron sprinkling his dna through the whole thing again it it felt just like t2 does it actually end the story i i think like i, I don't want to say like oh, i could say it without spoiling it like i think the way the film concludes, it could be seen as an ending, but it could also, you know, be spun off in another direction. But as far as if we look at the first two movies and now this is the third, so just look at it as a trilogy, I think it ends the mainline story very well. It doesn't matter, like, all the nice things you just said for some reason, just because of the trailer, I just don't believe you. <laughs> nah, trust me. The, the, the trailers don't do it justice. Like, the trailers are kind of shitty, to be honest, but... It starts with a bang, like the opening scene. It's just like, bam, whoa, holy shit. Okay, I'm in. This is cool. And yeah, it's it's really great. And seeing Arnie and Linda Hamilton back together, uh, they, they bounce off each other really well. And as I said, the action set piece is huge. A lot of visceral hand-to-hand combat. It's, yeah, I'm I'm a Terminator tragic. Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. And, and this is this is pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, check it out. Mm. But yeah. It's been episode 172 of the Hungry Games podcast. Thanks for listening, members of the Apian Nation. Uh, if you wanted to uh, show some support via us on the social medias, uh, at We Are 8 Bit, at Brendan 8 Bit, at Salim TD, and at Miss Ali Hart. But be also sure to rate, review, subscribe us on iTunes as well as all the other podcast hosting platforms of your choice. And while you're there, do the same to all the other podcasts you are listening to on the daily because it helps keep those emotional lights on in our hearts. But until next week, 8-Bit Nation, when we return for episode 173, much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.